lady, gentlemen, it's time. To begin, isn't it? I get a little and bit. And that's six seconds uh, <laughs> of fair use. No, no. Everybody, it's time. It's time. Someone finally requested it, which means I have full right to do it. We are going to talk about the EVs. So, uh, effort values, right? We're talking about training our Pokemon to be most optimal. <laughs> EVs. Your episode was last time. This is my time now. Most optimal EV. <laughs> there is no optimal EV, but we'll get to that soon. Uh, have you met Sylveon? But that's not an Eevee. That's a Sylveon. Umbreon's the only one with the world's top eight. Actually, that's not true. Vaporeon has a top eight, too. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. We will get to all that at some point. But for now, with so many EVs, I think we we might have to split this into a two-parter. I don't know. We'll... Wait, can I say it? Yeah, go on. Cue the music. Uh, let's handle some news very quickly. This is a long episode, so we'll try and cut it. We'll keep it small. <laughs> Speaking of small, <laughs> yeah, s- and subtle push to the story we're talking about. Um, the For science news, in Madagascar, they actually located a new species of chameleon, and it's possibly the smallest reptile ever discovered at full size. So this chameleon is less than 30 millimeters long. It literally fits on your index finger with some room to walk around. This thing is ridiculously tiny. It was found in the forest of Madagascar. Um, One of the weird things that I love about this creature is that because it lives out in the forest of Madagascar, it has so many different options for food. But apparently, according to one study, they found that the smaller chameleons have a much better accuracy with their their ballistic tongue. Given the taking place in Madagascar, though, environmental destruction kind of a thing so we might not get too many of them left again when you get coffee and vanilla a lot of times if it comes from there it's not always fair trade not always good this chameleon though if you see the photo of it like it's smaller than the nail on your thumb yeah it, it literally just sits there minding its own business i can't believe this person got the photo without it freaking out it is teeny tiny it's cool though I mean, normally when you have an animal you haven't discovered, it's because it looks like something else and you mistaken it or you haven't gone to that area. This one, no, we probably walked over it a billion times, but it's just so stinking small. I I think it's finding a new species of anything is always really cool to me. But with, um, sorry, I had to move the mic. With the smaller ones, it's always so cute. You get the best photos with the small ones. I mean, obviously, I wish we found some sort of giant super chameleon instead. But finding this little tiny one's a good second place. I mean, I feel like we would have found a giant super chameleon by now. But you, you would never think. know. You would think. <laughs> so, what do you got on Pokemon news? It is Pokemon month. First things first. We have a new card line coming up, Lucas. Which comes out, I think it's the 19th. Uh, but it's called Shining Fates, and obviously, based on the name, uh, it is another shiny dump of Pokemon cards. But of note, there's shiny VMAX Charizard, aka GMAX, so everyone's going to go bananas over that. And then I, they have a shiny Dragapult that I really want. But if it's anything like the most, like any Pokemon cards recently, I will never get my hands on it, except by sheer luck. 
That's how everyone gets their hands on it. Sheer luck or cold hard cash. My, my local Target, I kid you not, for the last month has not had a single booster pack when I've gone in. Really? Like they're just all it's, bought out? I don't know what's going on, but it's weird. It's, yeah, all bought out. There's just some normal looking dude. Like everyone always assumes like the person who gets it is this greasy big guy. No, nah, it's just Carl. He works down at the local hardware store. Literally just shows up with an entire cart throws the cards in and runs off back in my day back when we were young like they wouldn't let you do that i only get mad at at scalpers uh like like the people who are buying the uh um the champions path elite trainer boxes and then selling them for like 150 bucks like the week they came out like if someone wants to buy buy out a store for their own pleasure i mean it kind of sucks for other people but like cool you know you do you like that's your life. Um, I would buy a lot of Pokemon cards too, if I could. Uh, but I don't, it's like this. I don't, I just don't like the scalping of it. I think that's not, not good, but I, not liking scalpers. It's just some big 2020, 2021 vibes. Given the PlayStation five crisis going on. I managed to get my, I drove 16 hours to get my series X, but I got it. I mean, you did do <laughs> uh, it. I got it. And then this is after community day. We don't know the March community day yet, do we? Mm, nope. Huh. Guess there's not that much. I mean, honestly, this the rest of the month is going to be filled with news. So, yeah, it's a small news. We got a lot to cover. Let's go ahead and get to the meat of it. Let's go back to the others. So... Let's begin with a little something called DNA. Do, do it's you pronounce Dena? <laughs> Does anyone here actually know what DNA stands for? Dioxyribonucleic acid. Yay. Gold star for you, Chris. I just know Mr. DNA is adorable and lovely character from the Jurassic Park. He has the dinosaurs. Dino DNA. The, the reason I wanted to bring up DNA with Eevee is because everything about the evolution stems from the understanding of DNA. The idea of being able to change how an organism functions and looks and acts and behaves simply by altering its genetic code. Now, DNA was first discovered in 1869 by Frederick uh, Menschier. Ah, so bad with names. But um, as the decades rolled by, these things slowly started to pile up in discoveries. There were discoveries from Oswald Avery, Erwin Chergoff, uh, Barbara McClintock. There were so many discoveries made throughout the century that we started learning more and more about what it was. DNA basically is a molecule that tells your cells what to do. All cells are going to have copy of DNA in their nucleus, that, that center that controls the cell. And eventually that nucleus is going to give off instructions in order to tell the cell what to produce, what to make, how to form, how to split, how to operate. And on that microscopic level, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So literally DNA is the blueprint to life. Inside DNA though, when you go small enough, is it another universe? I'm going to say no. I mean, no, Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> but the but that little middle part of DNA, whenever you see the double helix, it's something called uh, nucleotides. So the nucleotides... Gattaca! The, oh, I'll never be able to do anything seriously. I'm sorry I'm derailing the genetics discussion since I actually, like, work with it for a job. 
Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> that is your thing. I'm just trying to give up basics. That's all I want. <laughs> Let me have it. <laughs> I apologize. It's all good. I loves you all. So DNA is composed of nucleotides. Uh, the four that humans have are adenine, thiamine, glutamine, and cytosine, uh, or ATGC. Organica. Yeah, that's the whole thing that we had to like match up in like high school, right? Yeah, we had to match them all up in part. And the reason you have to match them up is because the sequence in which they're found is how the DNA is going to give out instructions. So how the DNA gets its instructions out, there's a series of enzymes that helps the DNA get transcribed. Basically, uh, to put it as simply as I can, the enzyme will come over, it will read the copy of that DNA, and that that enzyme will then attach itself to a ribosome, which is a small little organelle inside the cell. And that ribosome will produce the protein. Basically, it's almost think of it like a restaurant. The enzyme is a waiter. It takes the order from the DNA. The ribosome is the cook and the cook produces the order. The problem is that as we age, there becomes a major issue with um, how the organism is going to produce it. Let's use that same metaphor. The DNA now is going to have a harder time saying what it wants. The enzyme, the waiter, is going to take that to the ribosome now, and that might not be exactly what they needed right now. Uh, now, this is called damage. So the DNA is going to take damage, but also there's mutation. And that's a big thing of what's going to happen in this, this whole episode. Mutation is a major part of evolution. And for the mutations in how we see them in our world, a mutation is when the sequence of nucleotides gets changed. So it gets switched around. So instead of having like an ATG, ATG, ATG. Wait, that's a Star Wars thing, right? That's an ATAT. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Instead of having an AT, an ATG, ATG, you could have an ATAT. And so instead of having. Instead of having a functioning thyroid, now you have an at-at walker walking inside your body. That, I think, is bad. Yes, it is. And that's what you take. That, that was a stretch of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was a stretch, but it worked out for It's fine. I can have this. This is mine. <laughs> Let me have it. And suddenly when you have that, you become greatly susceptible to having your feet bound and tripping. Yes, exactly. The mutations um, obviously can be positive, but that's very rarely the case. Usually a mutation occurs. The DNA starts sequencing something improperly and then causing some horrible effects. Well, for me and my family, it's personal because my family has a super high rate of cancer. My mom has survived like three cancers. She's a survivor. Oh, wow. She's a trooper. I didn't yeah, know that. She's, yeah, she's been through like three cancers just fine because she's been able to catch it right away. But she, we've had, my family has a history of these mutations. Um, there's a pretty good chance that I'm going to have to suffer these same mutations. We joke about it as X-Men stuff because that's what we see mutations as. But the genes not being able to get the instructions out correctly can cause the cell to go through some pretty, really drastic stuff. And hopefully we can talk about it in the future, all the different research and all the different experiments that are done to try and help these problems. Because the DNA literally being the instructions of life means that they're literally telling you how to live. Everything about you, everything about what you're born with comes from this stuff. And the more we study it, the more we learn about it, the more lives we can save. I mean, it's something that I take very personally when it comes to um, the, the cells and understanding about it, because hopefully in the future, 
I won't have to go through what my family's had to go through. Yeah, I hope not too. <laughs> yeah, it's some nasty stuff. But this is the that's the deepest I'll go with this one. So, I wanted to talk and about then the at some point. At some point, it'll be like Gundam Seed, right? And we can choose everything about our babies. I mean, that's what that's Gattaca. <laughs> Everyone just go watch Gattaca. That is a lot of sci-fi. Too much sci-fi for now. We got a lot to yell about. Let's keep it to the fox slash cat slash dog of the hour. Yes, let's <laughs> let's get to the Mons. Okay, Lucas. So to start, we have to start with like base level EV. Oh. It's going to be my pleasure. What's base level Eevee? The small boy. It's just Eevee. Base Eevee. Base Eevee. Base V. The cutest thing you'll ever walk out of a casino with. Wait. Oh what? my god. Oh, yeah, I got it. Okay. Porygon begs to differ. Them angles. Uh, are no, cute. Eevee is so much cuter that it got its own You don't game. get Eevee from the casino. You get it from the top floor of the Celadon City guy. Yeah, no, I true. thought you got it from the Oh, car. you're right, you're right. Yeah. Oh, damn it, there goes my... No, you get Dratini and Porygon. Also, Porygon is the beautiful digital sun. No, but there's a there's a third Mon there. Is it Scyther? Uh, it's like, I know there's like Abra, and there's also Scyther, oh, I think. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I don't... Because you only get one Eevee in the original game, I thought. Yep. There was only one Eevee, and you had to choose. Yeah, that one guy, just like, here, have it. Everyone who like... chose Flareon chose poorly. Until, like, Gen 6, when it got Flare Blitz, finally. <laughs> and even then, outdone by Arcanine. <laughs> well, I mean, Arcanine's different, but they're they're separate, but not slight, quietly equal. Ugh. Anyway, well, yeah, one's one's just way better, but yeah, <laughs> different niche. <laughs> but um, the reason Evie to me, the reason I wanted to talk about this, the reason I'm all like soon, soon, is because Evie is my least favorite Pokedex entry of all of them, all of the Evies. All of Eevee's dexes are just like, they anger me. The reason I like talking about Eevee, and I do it at all the times we go to conventions too, I always try to mention it. Everything about Eevee's dex entry talks about its genetic makeup and tells that its genetic code is unstable and that it adapts to any environment that it's in. I did a, we did a lecture on the stones and how the stones can affect you with that radiation. Eevee's genetic code is ridiculously unstable. Like, it's said to be able to adapt to any environment it is in because of it. I have been saying this for years, that if you don't evolve your Eevee, it will probably die of cancer. And that sounds really, really harsh, but it is really, really true. I make a point of mentioning it at every single convention I go to. I saw a young woman wearing nothing but Eevee clothing, and I told it to her face. No. I mean, they gotta learn. They gotta learn. But I love my Eevee jammies. Well, that's the thing. Eevee, if you don't evolve it, it cannot survive because it's so fickle with how it mutates. You can't put it. If you go near a power plant, maybe you'll get a Jolteon. Maybe you'll get it like melanoma. Maybe the magic rock. How would the stones inherently affect the DNA, though? Like, how does touching a rock? So, wait, you know what I think of, Chris? I think of, did you ever read Pokemon Adventures? No, I did not. Um, Red's EV is experimented on by Team Rocket so that its DNA like maintains that instability, and it can change over and over and over again. So like the radiation just makes it change. So it'll be like a Vaporeon 
and he'll hold up a Firestone, and then it'll like he'll switch to Flareon because its genetic codes are so like. Well, but but my question still is, how does touching it with a rock make its DNA be like, oh, I gotcha? My thoughts were that the stones do give off a specific kind of radiation, just one that we don't have in our world, and that specific radiation is going to trigger the cells to react as a response to it. <laughs> Wait, what if it's just plutonium? Well, then it's going to try and react and defend itself. The body will try and mutate to defend it. It's said to try and adapt to every environment. It just might fail miserably at that, depending on the radiation. If it's plutonium, it just might wind up dead. I mean, like all Pokemon stones. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. We always assume that there's one kind of radiation. It's just the dead kind. But in this world, there could be so many more. We already have seen that there are multiple different stones out there. Now, I did find a loophole. There is a way to keep your Eevee alive. You just can't leave the Dynamax stadiums with it. Giant Eevee for life. Yeah. Turns out larger animals seem to have a lesser rate of cancers. There's multiple theories on it and wonderful videos on YouTube discussing it. Is that why, like, like smaller animals, like wolverines, get, like, cancer all the time and, like, wombats and stuff? And mice, yeah. Smaller animals can have... There's multiple theories as to why larger animals... Either things like... Also, the sharks don't get cancer thing is incorrect. Don't eat sharks for that reason. It will not prevent cancer. Sharks don't prevent cancer. Please don't eat sharks. Oh, yes, don't no. eat sharks just because sharks cause are awesome. you to have like higher rates of like mercury poisoning, right? <laughs> yes, but also there was a book a long time ago that ended up being a terrible study about how sharks and rays don't get cancer, um, and that was just wrong. You mean like 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 like, like bad pseudoscience, like alpha alpha male crap? <laughs> More like ding dong. Your book is wrong. Uh, but no, if you keep your, there's a, one of my favorite th- theories on why giant animals don't get cancer is the idea that the cancer takes so long to try to affect anything that the cancer itself mutates again, becoming a second cancer that kills the other cancer. When your cancer kills your cancer. Pretty much. Like it's fascinating stuff, but no, evolve your EVs, evolve your EVs, do it, do it right now. As long as it evolves, don't care into what. They're all valid. Anywho, speaking um, of valid. Clarion is not valid. Hey, hey, hey. We'll get to him. But first, Vaporeon. We do have to get Yay. to the Vaporeon. I love them. They're so cute. I, I always picked Vaporeon as a kid. Always. Well, and they're like, they were like the bulky one. Yeah, they t- they tank. Well, Flareon's physically, Flareon's physically bulky. Yeah. I. But it can't but it's, take it's as many typing. hits. Yeah, it's typing. Yeah, because fire is a terrible typing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. My heart. Pure, my pure fire is awful. <laughs> now it's good. It's good now. In the deck entry, uh, Vaporeon's body can go from solid to an almost liquid and blend into the water. So it actually shares very similar components to a non-Newtonian fluid, which is basically, uh, it's a fluid that if you hit it, it becomes solid. Like Ooblack. Like Ooblack. But it's yeah. one thing that I absolutely adore about. I just like this idea of literally if you try, if you just try and fight this thing, it just blends in with the water. But if you're able to make contact with it, like then you can actually start to, you can do some damage. That happens in the, in the uh, Pokemon adventures though. Like it, it punches and it's like, I'm water now. What are you going to do? <laughs> Thunderbolt you still. <laughs> that should just like, that honestly should make it more weak to ice type. If you're literally water. I know it's like supposed to be able to like sense rain with its fins. Um, does that happen in the real world? I mean, yes. Don, you got this. Like, t- there's pretty much. Right, sorry, I, I don't. I don't look at show notes. You guys know that. I will. <laughs> no, like explain. 
Like, explain. Like, All right, so there are there are many animals that are sensitive to barometric pressure changes, which like typically coincide with rain. Um, like if, say if like a storm front's coming, there's typically a dip in barometric pressure as like the storm front rolls in. Um, and a lot of aquatic animals seem to be extra sensitive to it since they're already sensitive to water pressure. Oh. So um, like there's a fish um that's actually called the weather loach. Say, like, like, cool... like the catfish in Japan is like the symbol. I got it. Yeah, but there's a fish called the weather loach that um. It's like a long, skinny loach. You can get it for aquariums. And they'll actually freak out when storms come. And people thought they were, like, predicting the weather. But it's they're sensing the barometric pressure drop before it might be visible to a person. We talked about the, the weather loach in that uh, the WizCash episode with Barboach. Yes, we did. And, yeah, uh, just as a general rule, too, right before a storm is normally good fishing because the fish are all amped up. They're freaking out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, incidentally, the weird thing for me... Again, it has the same thing as fish, but its tail is awesome. I love its tail, in part because it's the same way that dolphins and whales work. So this thing is clearly behaving like a mammal that has just adapted itself to the water. So it's literally, it's adapted itself to have the most efficient way of surviving the water possible. So I'm not one for radical mutation, but I think it's pretty cool. Now, apparently, according to the show notes, it's got a lot of ties to a lot of things. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I didn't find too many, but apparently your sources are better than mine. So, Maddie, you take it uh, away. I mean, I got everything. So, yeah, so it, this one apparently has more ties than the other original three. Um, though, when we get to the next episode, Umbreon and Espeon are like crazy. Um, so, there are ties to three different things. So, we're going to talk about the, the what's called the Telkines first, or Telkines. Um, it's a dog-like creature with flippers, and it's often depicted like with a mermaid tail. Um, in other adaptations, they have relations to merfolk, both in a Shout out to the Percy Jackson series for teaching me about those things. Oh, were they in that? Yep. Oh, cool. I have never read those because well, they're in it. Mythology is good, and I don't like it ruined. I thought they were fun. I was younger at the time, but I enjoyed them. So, anyways, um, so the funny thing about these creatures that they're like parents and lineage it's not consistent in stories so it's like it's pontus and gaia or sometimes it's uranus or sometimes it's poseidon like there are like four different options for where it comes from but what's cool is that the two big main stories about the the telkines is about that they are entrusted with raising two of the greek gods so in one version they're entrusted with helping raise poseidon um, other versions, they accompany Rhea to Cre- from Crete to Rhodes, where nine of them then are selected to raise Zeus. So I like that story, though, because it would, it would explain why he's such a horned dog. <laughs> I mean, there are many reasons why Zeus is the way he is. None of them are good. So in some accounts, though, they were dogs that turn into men. And I thought that was kind of cool. Werewolf. Too. So the next the next thing it's based uh, could be based on would be uh, merlions. And I know you had written some notes in there, Chris, about them being from Singapore. They're the national symbol of the the nation state, Singapore. Um, they're a, apparently they're a mythical creature with the head of a lion, the body of the fish. Here's the funny thing, though, it is totally made up. It is a popular symbol that was made up by the, I'm going to say this name wrong, Alec Frasner Bruner. Nope, I said it right. Um, so he's a British. Uh, what's the word for ichthyologist? Ichthyologist. <laughs> four different ways thanks guys um make me feel not so bad <laughs> so and literally he created this 
as a logo for the to- Singapore Tourism Board. Like literally not even like a folklore or anything at all. Just some white guy came in and was like, oh yeah, this is the symbol for Singapore. So, but th- this creature is so popular. It shows up in all sorts of anime, like Cowboy Bebop, Jojo Bizarre Adventure, Yu-Gi-Oh! And even, wait wait for it, Cake Boss. You know, it's you not know noise. I've never seen it in anime because it's the only <laughs> anime I've ever watched. Um, so the last one, though, it has ties to would be the As- Asrai, which is like an aquatic fairy from English folklore. And this ties into that ability to turn into water. So I guess the tales come from, from like Cheshire or um, Shropshire. And it's a tale of like a fisherman who captures a this water fairy on his boat and it pleads for freedom and the fisherman bounds it, right? And when he touches it, it's, he gets like cold, wet hands. And they, the, sorry, the cold, wet hands of this creature burn his skin. And so he he covers it with like wet weeds, and it like is angry. But by the time the fisherman reaches shore, the thing had melted away, leaving nothing but like a puddle of water. Ooh. And so like the story is that like it it perishes if it's exposed to the sun too long. But other tales describe it as like a green hair and having fish ha- fish tail and like webbed feet. And that kind of makes me think of Vaporeon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Vaporeon just has a lot of myth behind it. And honestly, yeah. I didn't even talk about mermaids. In Vaporeon's deck entries, it actually references mermaids. Well, and that's and that's what I was going to say. So like that tie there, though, does tie into to the um, Asrai and the, the, the Teltines or tel- Telkines. Because both of those creatures are described as often like mermaids. It just depends on what version of the story it is. I've got one direct mermaid tie, which is, do you all know the the official Hans Christian Andersen ending to The Little Mermaid? Yes. Yep. yes. Yeah, where she, supposed, where she refuses to kill the prince and melts into the water. Yeah. And for like every time a child cries, she gets another like thousand years or some bullshit thing. And it's like, well, it's for 300 years. Yeah. Oh, but, God, yeah, yeah, either way, it's like, it's, that's pretty rigged. But basically, yeah, the whole melting into water thing. There's Vaporeon's got a lot going for it. Yeah. Honestly, I, I I thought that the next Pokemon on our list would have more mythology behind it. No, not really. No. Yeah. So the next one up to get away from the fish <laughs> is the never. Um, we can never escape fish on this podcast. I won't allow it. A <laughs> uh, uh, Jolteon. So Jolteon is Vaporeon's literally edgier brother. Um, Wait, I'm going to complain real quick about Jolteon real quick. Time out. Um, can we appreciate slash whine about the fact that Jolteon's signature move is pen missile? Yeah. A terrible bug move. <laughs> That's a physical move. Ever. It's like it has zero like Jolteon's not a physical attacker. It's not a bug type. Like why? I know the Dex entry, and I've seen the episode of Pokemon with the Eevee brothers. I know the lore. Well, yeah, because there's lore with, with the Raijin. Yeah, but, oh, that's true, I guess. Either way, I don't accept it. So, <laughs> a lot of times people like to say, oh, these, thing, it, these things are all foxes. They're all foxes. This is where you start seeing, like, eh. I mean, the last one we described has mythos on, like, dog creatures. Two of the creatures we described that are related to, like, non-foxes. I, mean, I would describe a fox as a dog creature, though. Yeah, I would just label them all as carnivores and move on. Uh, so 
you mentioned it, Don, with the first standing up, it's a, it uses it as a weapon to shoot at it. But honestly, I can still hear the dude with his edgy voice. He'd be like, the hair, the hair on its body turns to needles and it shoots forth, like or whatever that say in that episode way back in the day. <laughs> and then the whole time I was like, Pikachu, why are you being a nerd and not evolving? Because I feel like you'd be better. <laughs> oh, God. But, like, again, in nature, you have tons of animals that do this. Like, you have animals that, like, look at a cat. It's going to try and make itself look larger to avoid a fight. But then, of course, you have things like porcupines. And honestly, how it's supposed to work in the game. Can they? Not on land, I don't think. Tarantulas can shoot the hairs. Yeah, they can flick the hairs. They can flick the hairs off. Yeah, they're flicking them. They're not shooting them. The number of people, when I worked at Bush Gardens, the number of people who, oh, guys, look, the porcupine, they would literally back away from it, like, careful, kids. It's going to shoot at you. And I'm like, can I tell you a fun porcupine fact about the mountain man times? Go on. Sure. So back in the day, it was considered very bad etiquette to kill a porcupine because a porcupine is one of the only animals that a dude can just walk up to with a stick and whack. So um, you were never supposed to kill a porcupine because someone might really need to eat a porcupine because they were starving. So it was bad form to kill one unless like you really needed it. Huh. Okay. Didn't know that one. Um. When I tried looking for, like, electricity, making things, like, making hair stand up and everything, obviously yeah, you, you get the... Static. Yeah, you got static. But also, it reminded me of Batman Begins when they had the memory cloth that became rigid when you applied a current through it. Ooh, that was really- ooh I remember. Yeah. yeah. That was, like, that's I mean, what I immediately... I think it more has to do with the fact that it's based on Raiju, but, yeah, that's... That, yeah. I-, I thought it was cool. But, yeah, no, we've been mentioning a Raiju, like, this whole time. Well, Maddie, like, what Raiju, on God's green Raiju's earth is a Raiju? Mentioned- or in other episodes, I thought, because there's there's other mon that have ties to Raiju, and there is are... it Raiju because it sounds like it. It's basically any any dog Pokemon that has electric seems to have ties to this one. Yeah, well, and there are there are other like um, Japanese folklore creatures that are like similar. But yeah, uh, Raiju is the thunder beast that is, I guess, like the story of it is believed to actually have originated in China. But I couldn't find too much on that. Um, but I guess in the legend, its body is made of lightning, and it takes like the form of a dog or wolf. Oh, so Raikou sounds like Raiju, and it's this. Yeah, yeah, but it, like, and it can also take other forms too—a fox, tiger, um, tanuki, or even a porcupine. Ah, uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So I guess it's the companion of the Shinto god of lightning, Raijin. Which we also know because of our our thundery boy. Yeah, so while I guess like while it's, while it's harmless, it like jumps around during storms and stuff, which kind of reminds me of Jolteon, like in the anime. But it's it, also very fast. Yeah, but apparently it sleeps in like human navels. Oh no. Yeah. Ew. All right. That's I would never look for it there. there. That's genius. Like, where did you, is it in the trees? No. Is it in the mountains? No. Billy, what if you, you have one in your navel and you take a bath, will you die? <laughs> no, but, but apparently this is what happens: that Raijin gets angry, and so, or I don't know if it's angry. I mean, that's how it seemed when I was reading about it, and like he shoots lightning arrows at the Raiju when it's sleeping in someone's navel to wake it up. That's, so when you get struck by lightning, it's just waking up the Raiju that's living inside your belly. It's where I went. That's why I wear a rubber suit twenty four seven, so that they can't get me. That's <laughs> always thinking. It's you, my you, gotta, you, gotta, you can't. You gotta, you gotta think about it. 
Okay, so Jolteon, lightning porcupine, don't eat it unless you have to. Got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, other mountain men might need it. Also, oh, yeah. Jolteon seems like hard to go whack with a stick. So, uh, <laughs> clean your belly yeah. buttons, kids. You never know if there's a lightning god dog inside of it. <laughs> Come on, we got to get to the last one and the least loved. We, I like Flareon now. I picked Flareon as a kid because I liked all the fire types. I picked Charmander, and they were like, you have an option here. I picked Flareon, so I take offense to all the Flareon hate. Flareon was tragic, though, back in the day, because it pre-physical special split. It had 130 base attack, which was godly in the early games. Yes. But it had... it's All of its stabs were special. Yep. And even once they were physical, it didn't get Flare Blitz for two more gens. Nope. And they gave it guts. They gave it guts to have more physical attack. And it still didn't have Flare Blitz. Well, like, that's why people give Flareon a hard time. Like, it has always been the, well, this and Glaceon, like, the weakest competitively. I mean, I think Glaceon's Glaceon, honestly had a better... Glaceon's done pretty decent this... It's done better than Leafeon, in my opinion. Le- Leafeon's a good singles, though, Diamond Pearl. Oh, I used Glaceon in singles in Diamond and Pearl, and it was pretty bomb. Chlor- chlorophyll teams were a big thing. Yeah. No, I used Glaceon in Diamond and Pearl. And it, it was had like bomb. X-Scissor and Leaf Blade, so it had high critical rate or critical hit ratios. Yeah. Can't it also heal itself really well? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why Flareon is, has typically been the least used. <laughs> so the reason I don't like Flareon is just because when you read the dex entries, well, the, they're never consistent about the temperature. It yeah, ranges. That's what was making jokes about. They're like, "Oh my god, all the buildings are on fire." <laughs> but like, even within like Chris, you were just checking it. Like, even within the same region, they get the temperatures wrong. Well, so I I have to I, I have to amend what I said, Lucas. Okay. Which Did... is they they give two separate temperatures because one is the body temp and the other is the temperature of the air in its flame stack. So it's like the sun and the corona. Um. Um, so yeah, it, so it's body temperature they do give ranges anywhere from like i see 1300 to like 1750 and that does change but what is consistent is that when it says it inhales air into its flame sack uh that it then heats to about 3000 degrees isn't that hot enough sack. though like the normal body temperature isn't that hot enough to like spontaneously combust wood just about oh yeah i think that is yeah i was gonna say like that's like hot enough to like spontaneously combust wood just this thing walking around everything would be on fire fun fact fahrenheit 451 type of spontaneous combustion that's not the temperature paper burns no it's <laughs> not <laughs> what i'm confused about with with flareon though is it says it it breathes in the air and heats it and then breathes out the fire but if you heat air it doesn't doesn't just become fire, right? It expands. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it like, there needs to be some like, form like, of Should Flareon blow up? <laughs> Maybe it does. Maybe it puffs up to be bigger. That's oh. the fur, of course. But it doesn't explain how it gets, how the, the, the hot air becomes fire. <laughs> maybe it, um, maybe it heats it and, like, pulls all, like, the helium out and converts it to hydrogen. And then when it expels it. I yeah. think that it's like the the. You ever see that really terrible dragon movie, Reign of Fire, where they? Where By they, terrible, you mean amazing. That movie was dope. The dudes that skydive out of a helicopter to stab a dragon in Wait, freefall. Yeah, what? that movie's awesome. Wait, but what they, movie is this? It's called Reign, Reign of Fire. Fire. It's got Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey fighting dragons. Yeah, my friends and I, we watched we watched it. We the amount of the amount of Hollywood A listers in that movie makes no sense. 
I think Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy's in it too. What? He also explained the dragon's breathing fire is basically breathing napalm by like mixing chemicals and then just oh. pushing air behind it. It's a fun movie. It is a fun movie, but it's also it's so good. fun. It's from 2002. Yeah, yeah. That's why none yeah. of them were. None of these people were that big then. Gerard Butler's in it. Yeah, he was. There's big. like he was big then. Yeah, yeah. McConaughey was big in 2000. By 2002, oh, McConaughey was, but like Bale was. Like, Bale mean, wasn't that big yet. When was no, Batman Begins? Like, Batman 06? Begins was right after. No, Batman Begins was. Um, it was like right I think it was oh five. Yeah, it, 05? Was, it was only a few years after this. Yeah. But he just he had just he, this was after American Psycho. Though. It was yes, but only like slightly after. Yeah. Either way, um, everyone should go watch Rain of Fire after this. <laughs> this, is now, <laughs> this is now a Rain of Fire podcast where we only talk about. Oh, the, the kid, the kid from Game of, of Thrones is in it too. Yeah. How many podcasts have we accidentally started by just going on tangents? How many podcasts? You want to do an episode with all four of us. like? Pfft. Yeah, my friend and I were watching Game of Thrones a couple years ago. Shout out to Jared. Um, and we realized that dragons were dope. And then we had like like a week-long binge where every night we would get pizza and a bunch of whiskey and watch movies with exclusively dragon-themed movies. And we watched like 25 movies in a week because there's a lot of dragon movies. Don mentioned that Flaria or that the dragons in Game of Thrones, and the one thing that I that I liked was that uh, I guess I think it was the Sun Pokedex entry. So in Game of Thrones, they talk about how the dragons don't eat, and it's because they only eat the food after it's been like essentially burnt to a crisp and charred, and that's what Flareon does. It says it when it catches its prey or finds its berries, it breathes fire on them until they're done. The weird thing about this thing to me is that it's supposed to be oh, its fur is said to help excess heat leave the bot help excess heat leave the body. But when you're fluffy, the fur tends to stay this tends to keep the heat in. It'd be better if we shaved this thing, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. I think it, that this I, I need to see a shaved like all of these I, shaved. No. 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 Vaporeon's no. no. already I mean, shaved, so but is it? Is it? It, there's no mention of fur I mean, on Victorian's text I mean, it's like a fox thing. I always imagined it was like um, an otter. No, I always imagined it just to be gooey. I imagined or touching like, a Victorian like, would like be a gooey. Or like a sea lion. Or like, you know, like, there's still fur in a sea lion, right? There is. It's just like, it's mostly not there anymore. I mean, when you go aquatic, fur in many cases, becomes a hindrance for a lot of... Unless you have very, very specialized fur. Depends. Um, I don't think some critters do have fur that's like on the same like spectrum as uh, watery stuff. So maybe. Um, but at the same time, maybe not. I mean, sea lions and How? seals and other aquatic mammals have fur. Just what I, I mean, said. I mean, yes, but I it's not like not. fur. When we think of fur, ver- flareon fur, vaporeon fur, going to look real different. Yeah, but that's like, I mean, seal fur versus like lion fur that's a terrible example lions are kind of short-haired versus uh tar fur no one knows or what like, a tar is no probably, it's but. like it's like your um your lassie versus your rin tin tin did you know that they use mostly male collies for lassie because they had a thicker coat but that's flareon of all of the evolutions is the one that to me is most cat-like i always kind of got cat vibes all, I, feel, I feel like um espion's very cat yeah espion is 100 percent cat of the I original the, trio. I the originals. It was, oh, that yeah. was why I picked it, because it looked like a cat. Okay, so... And I like cats. So, you guys think it's, like, based on, like, um, red foxes, then? Who, Flareon? Barely. Yeah. Barely. I mean, it's red and vaguely foxish. 
So I'll say partially. It's kind of like saying it's a sea lion because it's a lion I threw into the ocean. That that tracks. That we, that's science. That's, that's how I would like. It's red. It, no, it's, I mean <laughs> sea lions are hateful creatures, and I feel like Flareon's nice. I mean, it is a cat like though, so kindness isn't exactly a cat's forte. Whoa. Uh, it's that's not really rude. a fox. Rude. It's not really a fox's either. Mm, that's very true. <laughs> they ate my chickens. I, I'm sorry for your chickens. <laughs> foxes also have, but they have. I I always laugh whenever I see a fox video on the internet, and it just like is giggling. Yeah. Well, have you you guys have have you guys heard a fox calling at night? Uh, yes, because it it's the reason my dog needed ACL surgery. Yeah, it's a demon. Yeah, I, it sounds like a demon. We had one in our neighborhood, and it would scream every night at four a.m. for about three months straight. And the first night, I woke up thinking that like someone was in trouble because it sounded like a woman screaming. If you want to make them shut up, um, your neighbors will hate you. But if you play coyote calls really loud, because coyotes will kill foxes in competitions. If you play loud coyote noises, the fox will shut up. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, Lucas, do we have anything else for Flareon? <laughs> Honestly, I don't. We've been on so many tangents. Targus, anyone, do we have anything else for Flareon? So, I don't know. Lucas, read all about the genetic stuff. Tell us about genetic stuff. You have I, all these I mean, notes. honestly, with Flareon, the only thing I could see it when it comes to Eevee is that how it reacted to the Firestone is that it experienced extreme heat, and so its body mutated in order to deal with that extreme amount of energy in order to not just withstand it but to use it again when you give it the right stuff Eevee evolves into some cool stuff like when you like the its ability to adapt to any condition is why every generation were like oh snap do we get a new evolution and how is it going to evolve i think well, Eevee's least... ability is adaptability in game very true it can literally adapt to any environment Unfortunately, that makes it susceptible to cancer, but I'd still think, really cool, just evolve it. So, so Lucas, knowing that these are based off of, like, the, the DNA writing that's tied with these, could you theoretically, in-game, evolve an Eevee without a stone using something like CRISPR? Maybe. I mean, honestly, that's all it is. Again, it's all game hypothetical. Technically, you could try and rewire its DNA using some advanced form of CRISPR. I was literally watching Rampage the other night. I was watching Rampage the other night to be like, huh, how can I get in the mindset of dumb genetics? Rampage. Wait, I like, wait fun why movie. did anyone watch Rampage? Because Rampage is fun. The same reason we watch Reign of Fire. Because big, big monster, big mon, yeah, but big monster. It, the entire plot of that movie revolves around like, oh, I made CRISPR that can now be super CRISPR and change your entire body and rewrite your entire. It's basically what an evolution is. Like it's just what Chris, like it just changes your complete genetic makeup and makes you something completely different. Like it's wild. On that note, Lucas, let's head to the wrap up. All right, so that's another half. That's half an episode down. Okay, we got on so many tangents. There was, I can't, I originally planned on doing all the evolutions at once. Can you imagine? That, that's a special two-hour episode. Yeah. Science. I ain't making you sit through traffic and two hours of us going on <laughs> dragon tangents. But, I mean, it would have been fun. I'm surprised Rain of Fire didn't come up when we've talked about any other dragons. But we that's don't actually talk about any dragons. 
We don't. We should. Okay, we're going to talk about dragons more. Yeah, we have to talk about dragons more. Again, I'm the science guy. I, I, my bias is towards things I can relate to. I can't relate to giant yellow antenna monster man. But big monster. Uh, so we have, I think, two more Lucas lectures before we're going to conclude. We basically have one episode in between the, the next Eevee one. So there will be a little bit of a lapse, but we will close out the Eeveelution line. That is a promise. I have the next Lucas lecture for those listening. We're going to talk about the Pokemon jobs and what job might fit you. And guess what? Not all of them involve beating up other people's Pokemon. Only some of them. Yeah. Uh, hooray. Hooray. <laughs> Uh, I do want to give um, a response to one of the reviews we got where they talk about uh, Vileplume and the Corpse yes. Flower. Uh, it was Cubone and Nature Trainer Lannister fan brought it up. But we actually have an episode where we talked with Jared. I like the uh, Lannister fan. Also, Season 8 was trash. <laughs> well, that'll be the next episode. <laughs> Uh, but we, we do have, if you haven't heard it, we do have an episode where we talk about the Corpse Flower. And I actually know somebody who grows corpse flowers. So we I might try to get him on our show to talk a little bit more in detail about them than we have in the past. We also had another one ask our favorite Canada-based Pokemon and what we would have. That was a great. Like, if yeah. we could have a Canada-inspired one. Sadly, Maddie had to um, run off to take care of some things at home. But honestly, for me, it's Moose. If I could get a Moose Pokemon, I'd be happy. Oh, ones we don't have. Are the ones... Oh, dude, honestly, I would... Moose are cool. Um... I think a muskox Pokemon would be really sweet. Um, we still don't have a narwhal, which I re- doesn't live only in Canada, but like, we, yeah, I would narwhal would be really awesome. Honestly, there's a lot of Canadian thing. Isn't it weird that we got the bear trap Pokemon like in the British area? We if we could just saved it for a Canada. There's no one. bears. Yeah, there's no bears there. Yeah, like just ha- here. There we now have a bear trap Pokemon in a place that's famous for the fur trade. Done. Boom. Easy. So, yeah, this is our proof that we do read your reviews, and we do love it. Well, this whole episode came from a comment in a review. Yeah, so... like, can you do Eeveelutions? I'm like, yes, I can rant about how much I hate Eevee. Thank you for asking. But on, on that note, I will say, like, just the, we usually say it every episode, but it's so true. Like, you know, if, if you would like to help out the show, re- leaving reviews, um, we see them, we, you know, ask us questions there, we respond. But leaving reviews is one of the ways that helps people find the show. So that helps grow this community that we're building. Uh, so if you have time, if you could, that would be very helpful for us. We, we, like, the, yes. we like the comments. It makes us happy. <laughs> and if you don't want to leave a review, I mean, we're on, we're on social media too. So keep, keep you know, reach out to us about some of the weird questions you got because we'll try to have answers. Mm-hmm. We always do. All right, guys. I'll see you guys when I see you. I'm, it's still morning here, so I think I'm going to go get some tea. All right, everyone, have a wonderful rest of your day and night. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.